The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So greetings, dear Sangha. Good morning. And today, today we're going to continue on the theme of this week, which is qualities that the Buddha taught that will improve both inner and outer harmony. Over the course of this week, in the last two days, we've talked about mindfulness and wisdom of benefiting um, self, others, self and others in the world in our practice through intention and reflection on how we show up. And yesterday we talked about the individual and relational benefits of kindness, loving kindness, compassion, goodwill. And today's topic is sharing. Just like back in kindergarten when you used to share lunch or share stickers or treats. It's also known in um, through the translations as non-stinginess generosity. And these are qualities, kind of a suite of related qualities that naturally emerge from mindfulness, metta, wisdom. So Bhikkhu Bodhi renders the Pali of this quality in the Saraniya Dhamma, the principles of cordiality, as to use in common what has been received to use in common what has been received. And that's perhaps a nice reminder that some of the fundamentals we have in life, we've received without asking, without making it happen. Life itself, we did not will it. Water, air, sunshine. Nature offers all of this freely. And it's the basis on which all else is received, right? So to share, to share without reservation is Sujato's translation. This kind of sharing is a way of building friendship, creating closeness. Think about in all cultures, all over the world, breaking bread together or sharing a bowl of rice together, is a way of building social connection and often a way of inspiring reciprocity too, right? This kind of generosity and reciprocity was woven into the culture of the Buddha and his followers. It's a tradition that lasts to this day and it's been around for millennia. You can imagine back in ancient India, the monastics supported lay people citizens with teaching, presence, wisdom, advice. And the lay people would support the monastics with food and requisites. There's um, that kind of reciprocity and sharing persists now. It's really touching to see it in Asian countries, especially, but it's here, here in California, here in the United States, all over the world. You can imagine 
that in a generosity-dependent group like the ancient Sangha of the Buddha's followers, generosity and sharing were really important. If you're dependent upon others for the meal that ends up in your bowl and maybe your friend doesn't get enough, you share with them. There's a story of one young monastic, um, Pukusati, I'm just going to call him Puku, who had really learned this well early on. So he had never met the Buddha, but was completely inspired by the teachings that he had heard that sort of rippled through India through other followers. And he had received teachings from one of these and ordained as a monk and was practicing with a lot of sincerity and was inspired to go up to North India, traveling by foot to join the crowds to hear the Buddha teaching. So the way that worked, the way it still works, if um, monastics do this kind of wandering practice, is they're um, asking or um, being invited to sleep in people's backyards, in a garage, in a shed, under an overhang, as they move around. And so Puku had received permission from a friendly merchant in some village somewhere to set up for the night in the woodshed. And so he and his few belongings were there, and right about the time, maybe sundown, another stranger came to the door and politely asked, said the merchant, said that if it's okay with you, I might stay here too. Total stranger. Puku just bowed, smiled, and said, yes, welcome. Shared his face. And the two of them, turns out, were both in this tradition of the Buddha's early teachings, and they set up in opposite corners of the shed, and both of them sat up and practiced most of the night. And Puka's practice was on fire. He was sitting. And the stranger was quite impressed with the strength of his practice and the open-hearted generous, non-stingy nature of his sharing of the space, what little he had. Well, this stranger, turns out, was the Buddha. And come morning, when they both woke, he began, without introducing himself, he just asked, would you like to receive some teachings? And Puku said, yes, of course. And the Buddha began to expound on his teachings. And at some point, not very far in, Puku realized who was talking to him. And he was just overcome with gratitude and joy. So in his travels to go see this famed, esteemed teacher amidst the crowds, his generosity allowed for this beautiful meeting one-on-one, sharing of the Dharma. So... You just never know what kind of beauty might open up through an invitation, through generosity. This kind of sharing can take many forms, right? In in the Buddha's case, it was the sharing of physical space, time, teaching. It can also be an expression of respect to share attention or share credit with another person. It can be 
the generosity of receiving feedback honestly and adjusting my behavior or my manner. This is a kind of generosity of spirit. Generosity of spirit towards our own experience and towards the experience of others. It's a kind, open way of seeing humanity. The good qualities and the foibles, our own and others, internal and external, personal and relational. It can even be an act of generosity to be vulnerable enough, to share our vulnerability enough, to receive others' generosity. Modern science bears this out. It might seem counterintuitive, but allowing other people to be generous builds trust, it builds friendship and relationships. That doesn't mean grabbing and asking or demanding, but to be open, be real, be allowing, and be open to the generosity and the beauty of others. It helps build relationships, it helps build trust, and from a Dharma perspective, allowing others to be generous is generous because it allows them to build this very beneficial quality of heart and mind and spirit. Generosity, non-stinginess, isn't just reciprocity, as beautiful as reciprocity is. It's also an open hand, a letting go. And that, that is a powerful foundation for the deeper forms of letting go into liberation itself. Perhaps that's why the Buddha said, and this is a quote, if beings knew as I knew the results of giving and sharing, they would not eat without having given. Nor would the stain of miserliness overcome their minds, even if it were their last bite, their last mouthful. They wouldn't eat without having shared, if there were someone to receive the gift. So this attitude, this inner posture of sharing and generosity, it's so helpful to mindfulness meditation all along the path. It can be helpful to recall our own acts of generosity. That's the basis for a peaceful heart, peaceful mind. Very different than the memory of a bit of stinginess, right? Generosity also lends itself to openness, which as a trait, and it's a learnable trait, is of vital importance in spiritual growth, psychological and emotional resilience, and just general happiness. Greater openness towards whatever arises in the heart, in the mind, allows what needs to be seen or heard or healed to be metabolized, to transform, to move through. So, this generous kind of mindfulness. In a sense, it's an openness to seeing all, all of what is in the heart, the mind, the path. And with kindness and with discernment of what's afflictive or beneficial, 
to ourselves, to others, to ourselves and others, and to all, this kind of open, generous attention ultimately frees, leads to freedom. So for the next 24 hours, if you are open to some homework, perhaps just notice how sharing a spirit of generosity benefits you, others, yourself and others, or the wider context in which you find yourself. You can talk about it, write about it, just notice it. And maybe in your own heart and mind, link it to how does this relate to practicing with wisdom and mindfulness? How does this relate to practicing and showing up with kindness? So we've reached the end of our time. Thank you. Thank you very much for your practice. And um, just very quickly, dedicate our practice here together, this global Sangha, to the benefit and welfare of all beings everywhere. May all beings be free. <laughs>